you say? It's your favorite auntie. Now, I have a lot to talk about. Um, Tina and Corey divorce. Yes, I have my two pennies I want to drop. You know, everybody talking about what they think. I have my, I have something I want to say about that. Joe Biden's recent uh, press conference on our energy crisis here. I have my thoughts. And Brittany Garner, should she stay or should she go? The Pfizer vaccine. And yes, I want to talk about your boy Kanye West. <laughs> From his White Lives Matters to him buying a social media platform to the latest lawsuit. I want to get into it all. But I want you guys to listen up and listen clearly because I plan on dropping these gems like uh, a diamond. All right, so I want to get into these Pfizer vaccines, and I'm not here to uh, do the whole debate on whether you should get it, whether you should not get it. Is Moderna better than Pfizer? I mean, Johnson & Johnson and all of that. Okay, I think that's already been done and said, and most people are truly over this whole um, pandemic and they just want to get back to some type of normalcy that they're like, okay, why why are we even bringing up this Pfizer situation? Like... I really don't care what, you know, what people have decided to do. So if you decided to get the Pfizer vaccine, uh, that's your choice. If you decided not to, again, that's your choice. And that's not what I'm really going with this topic. Where I am going is with uh, the recent hearing that they had in England with one of the spokespersons that was a doctor and they had a line of questioning. They just wanted to basically see what, um, what was the studies, what was done behind this Pfizer vaccine or whatnot. So they asked one of the spokespersons, um, was the vaccine tested before, um, being released to the public? Was it tested for, transmission meaning uh was it tested to see if if you got this vaccine are you going to be able to transmit the um COVID-19 to your mama your sister your uncle your brother and your grandma um and basically what she said was no she just flat I mean that was her flat out answer she basically said no it was not tested it was never tested and what she went on to say is that basically we had to move at the the speed of science to even get ahead of the COVID-19 or even to to make this virus that we didn't even have time to even test for that we basically made a virus and we presented it, it was approved, and it was given out to the general public. Okay, so um, some people is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. They need, they've been telling me forever that, um, you know, if I get this Pfizer vaccine, you know, that I ain't going to be, a, I'm not going to get the COVID-19. That's what they told me. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they telling me. Now they didn't even study for that. Uh, slow your brakes. Pump, 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 pump your brakes. Pump, pump, pump your brakes. Because, um, what really happened and what I remember that happened, um, for those that were paying attention 
during the whole get your vaccine, don't get your vaccine, is that when Pfizer originally came out and they said, and they did their whole, you know, opening it up to the public, they was talking about it, it was open about it. Um, what they said was that it's still being evaluated. Those were some of the words. They said that providing a two dose to people will prevent or not prevent or will um will protect people against um the symptoms of COVID nineteen. That's what I remember was said. So when you're getting a group of people now saying, Oh my gosh, it was, you know, they they lied to us. No, 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 baby. Pfizer never lied to nobody. Let's make that that's let's make that perfectly clear that Pfizer never lied to nobody. The studies were out there. Whether you looked at them or you didn't, that's your business. Um they said it in the beginning. Um yeah they went radio silence a little bit after, but they said what they had to say, honey. I think where the the what people feel like they're being duped is is that they was talking about COVID nineteen um mandates. They was talking about a uh, vaccine mandates. They were talking about COVID nineteen passports. Um, COVID nineteen. Um, you can't take your kids to school. And Pfizer is saying, hold up, we never told y'all this. We told you in the beginning that you know you need to at least get two doses that will help with your symptoms. And we also told you that it was over the age of uh, 16 and older that these um, vaccines really, really work well on people. But even then, we still didn't even have enough information. So where did it all go wrong is really the question. Where, Why do people feel as if, oh, the, vac- the vaccine passport was just something to make people um, get the vaccine or the Pfizer lied to us and told us that this was not going to be transmitted from one person to next. I think the misinformation came from the media, not from Pfizer. I think, and, and whoever the media got it from, I'm not here to say, but I know what the media was telling people, not what the reports of Pfizer was saying and what their research was saying and what they originally came out and said now. But I do know what the media was telling everybody. The media was telling everybody that if you got this vaccine, that you wasn't going to kill your grandma. You can go and see your grandma now. And she went and get it. The media was telling us that if you got this vaccine, then you can go back to work. The media was telling us that that if you got this vaccine, you would not be able to get the COVID-19, which we found out later that that wasn't necessarily true. Um, so if if you're mad at anybody... You should be mad at the media or yourself for not really looking, looking, looking into it a little bit more. But that's my thoughts on it. I mean, y'all tell me what y'all think. I personally feel as if if we're going to crack down on misinformation, we need to crack down on misinformation coming from the media. And that's all I got to say. So as you know, Tia 
Maury and her husband, Corey Hedrick, are getting a divorce. They are getting a divorce after 14 years of marriage. Um, this really has taken most people by surprise. Fans and people that are not really fans of the couple because this this couple were together um, as friends for many years prior to getting married. After getting married, they um, appeared to be building this empire together. They had several different interviews about black love, um, marriage, and um, just relationships in general. So, of course, it would take people a little bit by surprise. It'll take them a little off um, about this new news. So... A lot of people are saying that Corey is to blame for the whole divorce. Corey had to cheat. It seemed like he was real standoffish in their real their latest um interview. Uh that Tia was probably, you know, covering up for him a lot and she was the glue that kind of held the whole thing together. You know, she kind of, you know, he had to do something wrong. It it just didn't come out of thin air that they want to do this. He had to do something wrong. While others saying that, you know, Tia had something to do with it. Tia probably was holding the brother down. She probably wasn't there for him um, emotionally. And she probably was so family oriented that she just, you know, really didn't really care about him. Whatever the case may be. Because there is a lot of rumors going on out there about it. I just want to say this. And whether you like it or not, I'm going to say it. Mind your business. Mind your business. It ain't, if the people ain't coming out and telling you really why they getting a divorce... Or they're not coming out right now because there may be a chance or an opportunity later that they may come out and say, I'm going to tell you as your auntie, mind your business. Uh, because you weren't in their household. You didn't do their day to day. You don't know. You don't know the sacrifices that she for the people that saying, oh, it's. Tia's fault. You don't know the sacrifices that homegirl might have been doing to cover up anything that he had been doing over an extended amount of time. And for the people that saying it's Corey's fault, um, I'm going to say this. You don't know what she did to maybe push him away and make him go. And I'm, and I'm not saying, and believe me, I'm not to say that it's her fault and I'm not to say his fault. I'm just putting hypotheticals out there because right now we really don't know. But I'm going to say mind your business because you know how this goes. And I mean, let's be real. Let's let's talk about it. Uh most people in relationships, whether it's male or female, don't really tell everything that's going on. When stuff is going on behind closed doors, it's going on behind closed doors for a reason. When you start bringing other people into your relationship and start bringing other, 
when you start bringing other people opinions into your relationship, then that's the recipe for disaster. Um, my, my, my thing that I'd like to tell, tell anybody that are, um, trying to get involved in, um, loved ones, especially relationship, rather it is a mother, um, intruding on her daughter's relationship or, um, marriage, or rather it be, um, a best friend that is intruding on her friend's relationship, Know your boundaries. Absolutely know your boundaries because sometimes they ain't telling you everything. And if they are telling you everything, more than 80% of the time they're going back to that person. All you're supposed to be is emotional support. If they ask you for help, then even in that, you, you, you can do it, but... Know your boundaries. Is this going to be a situation where you help her get leave this no good joker and then she's going to go back to him 24 hours later or within the next week? Like, mind your business. The girl might be going through, or they both might have agreed, okay, we're going through so much emotionally. We love each other, but we don't feel as if right now we can go on because there's a lot of differences that are happening. So let's just decide that we're just going to get this divorce and we're not going to really talk about it because it might just be so emotionally draining on the both of us that we cannot even talk about it right now. Or there might be a lot that's happened that, you know, it could be a situation where he is saying, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to put your business out there like that. So I'm agree not to talk about it. She's like, oh, thank you. Oh, let's both not talk about it. Or it could be vice versa. You know, he undone his dirt and she trying to still cover up for him. But with all that being said, I'm just saying this last thing. Mind your business. Because at the end of the day, it ain't none of your business. If she decide or he decides to tell us, we'll be right there with our cup of tea ready to listen. But for now, just mind your business. President Joe Biden just did a press release on today um, where he addressed our energy in America. Um, Some would call it a crisis. I'm not going to necessarily get into the word crisis, even though I know. I mean, it it has even touched my home with the uh, cost of energy because the... It affects everything. It affects how fast or how much it takes for your food to get from the, from the farm to the market, basically, and your clothes and everything. It affects everything, not just the, your ability to fill up your car and go to uh, go to work. It it affects everything across the board. So I understand that. Um, but I'm still refrain from calling it a, a crisis. Um, and whether we agree it is or it isn't is a whole different story that we can get into at a later date. I just want to drop 
and inform you guys on what was said this afternoon from my president. Uh, what he said is that gas prices are coming down every week, but not fast enough. I I think we all can agree to that, that the prices, the prices have come down. Um, and, and it hasn't been fi- fast enough. And it also hasn't been enough, period, if you were to ask me. I mean, the price of gas going down 10 cents, 20 cents, even in some cases, uh, 40 cents in some areas around the country is still not enough when you was talking about gas prices being a dollar fifty to two dollars and fifty cents cheaper two years ago. I mean, it ain't going down fast enough. And he also mentioned that what he's going to do to combat this is he's going to release 15 more barrels of um, oil or petroleum from the emergency reserve that we have. And he says that releasing these um, 15 million barrels of oil will not put us at a risk and it should be enough for us to use in case of an emergency or in case of an invasion, basically, or a case of war times that we still should have more than enough uh, oil or gasoline. This is what I have to say about that. I, 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 I want to say that I agree, but then I strongly disagree. Because if you, first of all, releasing this oil is not going to be, it is going to bring down the price temporarily, but it is not a long-term fix. It appears to me that every time he released this, this, these barrels, to us for consumption as consumers, the price goes down, but not too much long after that, a couple of months, it start creeping back up again. So that's my first thing about that. It's, first, it ain't going to help us too much, but I don't think that it is enough gasoline in case of an emergency. If we think about the condition that we are in if we were just to say okay let's think about our current um international status right now you talking about putin talking about doing a nuclear war or a world war three to be released anytime upon us and if that happens Will it be enough? Okay, he said it'll be enough, but how long will that be enough? Are we talking about the same amount of time that he's fighting Ukraine? Because it's almost going on a year with Ukraine, so we're going to have enough oil. We're going to have enough gasoline for a whole year if we keep releasing this? Like, you know, what my car take and what my golf cart take and what my motorcycle take ain't nothing compared to these aircrafts that the army got ain't nothing compared to these tanks 
gonna need it, you know, and you and you telling me that we gonna have enough? Okay, so let's say we have enough. We got enough. Okay, G- granted, I mean, we got enough, but do we have a little overage? Because after the war, you know, we gonna need something, you know, like, do we have, for, like, for people, we're gonna need something to keep us going. Okay, oh, you say we got enough, Joe. We got enough. We got enough. I trust you. We got enough. But what if China decides to continue um doing what they're doing with Taiwan, threatening them, throwing missiles over there and we have to step in with them. We going to have enough then? I'm just asking questions. Your auntie just asking questions. Like, are we going to have enough then? Is it going to be enough gasoline then? Are we going to have enough fighting Putin and enough fighting the Chinese? I mean, can we do both of them at the same time? Because that might be the position they putting us in. I mean, let's really think about that. That may be exactly where they want to put us at. I mean, what are we going to do? So if that happens, so that's why I say, yeah, we might have enough, but on the flip side, do we really have enough? Um, then he goes on, um, president Joe Biden goes on to say that he has a plan for ready and release. It's called a ready and release plan. Um, where, where they will refill these, um, barrels at $70. So my question is when that's happening, uh, when that's happening this year, next year, four years from now, I mean, when is that happening? And actually, someone asked the press secretary that same question because I was like, um, he didn't take nothing but two questions after he did this press release. And I had questions myself, you know, but someone asked that question to the press secretary and she basically said, well, we're not saying that the gas, the barrels will actually go down to $70. We're saying that as an incentive for oil companies to continue amping up their oil production so that uh, when it does go down to $70, that would be an extra, extra incentive to them to do business with the U.S., I'm leaving that right there for y'all to, um, y'all, y'all, y'all tell me what y'all think about that because I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm selling this product, let's say water, a bottle of water. I'm selling this bottle of water to y'all for $5 and, uh, you telling me, when I can pump some more water faster for you and get my prices down to $2, you'll start buying 
more oil for me. So you don't have to let your water out from your reserve. Um, no, no, I'm not going to do that because I like my $5 I'm getting from you. And if you got reserve water in your tank, you should have been using that anyways. Um, so I don't have to pump nothing. Exactly. Let me cut this on off and see what you do. Cause you need me. You need my water as a supplement to your own water, to your own oils being produced in America because y'all y'all can't pump enough or get enough in y'all own reserve to what the number of people y'all have the demand that y'all have y'all don't y'all don't even have enough y'all not even producing enough for all of y'all so you need me so why should I go down on my waters I so I just want to I want to leave that right there why why are we having this question about the companies need to save money for the consumers and all of this? Yes, that may be true. But um, why should they when they're getting $5 for their water? I'm just using water as an example. I mean, I know we're talking about oil right now, but I just want to bring it home for you to quite understand and any business person knows that as soon as there is a higher demand and I have to put out more work uh okay so say for instance in order to make my numbers to meet this demand um uh I know I have to work my employees uh eight hours a day for 40 hours a week and I know I need to make this number of bottles of water and this will be going out and this will be at my return on whatever my investment is. After paying for my electricity or after paying for my water, after paying for my labor for the people that are actually, you know, helping me produce this and then me selling it to my consumers at whatever rate it is. Um, I know that I'm going to be able to make this amount of money back to help me pay for my bills, help me pay for whatever, whatever. So if now there becomes more people that are in demand for my water, that means I have to now ask my people to work longer to it and, 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 and possibly not even get a raise because now I have to figure out how to pump this stuff out faster for you. And I can get $5 for you for now making it because now I have to pay for all the labor, the amount of time that it's going to take me. Now that you need it faster, I need to ramp up my production faster and I need to get my, my stuff on the roads quicker. So I need to pay the people that are coming to pick this stuff up more so they can come back. It it, it, it doesn't make sense. Of course, my $5 ain't even going to be, now that I'm charging, now that I'm charging you $5, it might not even be covering Everything that behind the scene causes that it's taking me to ramp up my production. So who in their right mind is going to say that um, when this go down, back down to $2, I got to work even harder to get this back down to $2. I, 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 no, 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 no. What needs to happen is you need to figure out 
how to get this oil crisis. See, I used the word. See, I, I said I wasn't going to use the word. I said I wasn't going to use the word. You need to figure out how to you get this oil deficiency that we are having in America under control. And asking the oil companies here in America to produce more is not the solution to the problem, in my opinion. Yes, get us as much as you can. I mean, get do it as fast as you can because we need it. But what we need is more companies. If I'm the only company or if there's only four companies producing water, when there are plenty of wells and there's plenty of springs and different resources to get this water, why are you not allowing more companies that want to get in the water business? I'm using water as an example, guys. Why aren't you allowing more companies that want to get in the water business the ability to get in the water business and make it even quicker for them to get into that water business? Because I know that no matter how much water I pump from this well every single day and I overwork my people, to get this water out of this well, it still is not going to meet the demand. It's not going to meet the demand. Point blank, period. I can sit here until Jesus returns and it is, it's, not, it's never going to be enough. I... But I digress. I digress. See, I I digress. I'm not I'm not gonna go into that much longer. I'm just um gonna uh let you know what else he said. President Joe Biden also mentioned that um he wants to pass laws to make um clean energy, make it more safe and produce it more safely and have more clean energy. Um, someone asked him, like I said, there was only two questions that were asked at the end of this, um, press conference by him. And one of the questions that were asked is, is this, a, is this, um, what he's doing right now, is it politically motivated? And he said, where were they four months ago? Where was everybody being four months ago when he was trying to work on this? So he's basically saying that, no, this is not politically motivated. And, you know, this is really a problem that is happening. And he's on it, all hands on deck on trying to fix this problem. Okay, so I'm not going to say that it's not. I'm not going to say what he said was not true. I do believe that he's on it. Um, and he has been trying to do stuff with it for the past, I would even say a year. I'm gonna give the man that much. But what I am going to say is this, what you're doing ain't working. What you're doing isn't working. 
So why won't we try something else? It's like, why you keep releasing from the reserve when that ain't, that ain't really help? I mean, they ain't really helping us. I, I feel like they have a narrow view on what is helping us. It's like, if it helps you in five months to six months, then, oh, yay, we did a good job. It helped you. But my thing is, is this going to help us a year from now, two years now? Are we going to have to keep doing the same thing over and over again, which in the long run is putting, make, creating another problem somewhere else? And um, I'm going to leave it like that because that's all, that's, that's all I want to say about it. Um, again, I, I didn't want to use the word crisis. I didn't want to, I was trying not to use that word because I feel like that word is being said so much when it comes to this situation that I didn't want to say it because I feel like it, it puts people on, on an alert. Like, oh my God, there's a crisis going on. We got to fix it. Da, 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 da. And yes, there is something going on, but I don't want people to, with everything that's going on right now, I don't want to use that word to put people more, uh, on edge about this situation because right now you can get to the pumps. Um, you can't, even if I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say this without feeling, ins- feeling like, um, I'm being insensitive, but even if you can just put only $5 in there right now, I mean, at least you got a gallon. Um, <laughs> but, something got to change is all I got to say. Some got to change. Um, and, and that's my thoughts on it. I'm about to take a break here in a moment, but before I leave, I want to leave you with this. Something to chew on while I'm gone. Brittany Garner. Uh, should she stay or should she go? We'll talk about it when I return. Welcome back. It's your favorite auntie. And before I left, I um we were talking about Brittany Garner and I left y'all with something. Should she stay or should she go? But before we jump right into that, I want to thank all my listeners for listening to my podcast. Please subscribe and please leave a review. Let me know what you're thinking, what you feel about this podcast. It means a lot um, to hear you guys' reviews and for your support. So, Brittany Garner. Um, yesterday was her birthday. And for the people that do not know, she is a basketball player. Um, she was over in Russia and she was she had possession of marijuana on her, which is illegal in Russia. And so, uh, the question I ask you is, should she stay or should she go? Rather, however you feel about this on what she's what sentencing she should get, everybody want their dog to come home. Everybody want their loved one to come home. Everybody want their home girl to come home. Everybody nobody wants someone to be locked up. I mean, even if they did the freaking crime, even in America, it's like my dog going to jail, man. Oh man, you know, I, we you know, free my dog, you know. We we don't we never want our loved ones to be locked up, you know, because that's that's fam, you know, that's cuz, that's our sis, that's our that's our boy, you know. We don't we don't want that. 
Um, but my thing is you did the crime. You you went over there and you had something that you know you shouldn't have and you did it. These people don't play by our rules. These people do not play by our rules. And because they do not play by our rules, you should have thought three and four times before actually doing what you did. Uh, that's just like people coming to any country. But let's just use America as an example. And they do crimes and then we're supposed to just let them go because, oh, let's have a heart. They didn't mean to do it. Um, no, you knew before you came over here that, and I'm not trying to, by all means, I'm not trying to say that the crime that she did was as horrendous as some of the crimes that some of some people do as far as theft, burglary, and, uh, rape and all of those things that, you know, people come over here and do. But what I am saying and what I'm trying to get people to understand is maybe she should spend six months there. Like you did a crime. If you did a crime here in America, wouldn't you expect to pay the time? Like, I'm sorry that it happened to you where you at, but also you should have thought about that before you did it over there. Maybe you should pay a fee or a fine to this country for what you did. I'm not saying that she should spend a decade behind bars. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that she should never come home. I'm not saying that either because we all want her to come home, but I don't think she should get a slap on the wrist. And I think that people are more like, oh my gosh, she gonna, we got to get her out of there because she's she's in Russia. Yeah. She knew she was going to Russia and she knew how they were. These people don't play by our rules. I keep saying that they don't play by our rules. They are not going to give you a slap on the wrist because they want to make an example out of everyone that crosses their path. They don't like you like that. They don't like Americans. So at any chance they can make an example of you they will. So for you to go over there and break the rules, it's like, really? Come on now. Now you, you, you gotta be kidding me. You do expect to like own up to it. Like really? And I guess she did kind of own up to it. She did, she did plead guilty. And, but now she just wants to be sent back home. Really? You played guilty and you want to just be set back, sent back home? Uh, yeah, again, these people don't play by our rules. They just not finna send you back home now. Now, I don't, I, I do not want to, and I do not want to, and I am not wishing that she spend a decade in prison uh, for this crime as they have done to many people before her and probably do after her, but come on, we gotta be a little bit smarter here. You can't just just say, "Hey, I'm finna rob a bank, and if I get caught, then send me send me back to my mama house." You know, just send me back to my mama house. My mama gonna take care of me. Heck, no! You gotta pay the time, and um, and and it's sad to say, it's really sad to say that she did this in another country that don't care nothing about us. But 
should she stay or should she go really boils down to should she pay for what she did? Which leads me to another story there uh, about uh, we have a U.S. Marine that is over there also in prison named Paul Whalen. And uh, Whelan, I'm sorry, Whelan, Paul Whelan. I'm sorry, that's his name, Paul Whelan. And he is over there and he's been over there since 2018. So his story really intrigued me because uh, it really intrigued me because of how it played out. So he, he, like I said before, he is an ex or a former uh, Marine, U.S. Marine. Um, he was caught in 2018 and he was sentenced in 2006. I'm sorry, in 2018, with 16 years. Um, So they say that he is a spy. That's how he he was caught. He was caught with a thumb drive and some other information um, in his hotel room. Um, But just giving a backstory on him real quick. So he was actually discharged from the Marines in 2008 um, because of bad content, um, conduct, I'm sorry, for bad conduct. What he was found guilty uh, for some bounce checks. And then he also did some kind of theft thing that he had going on when he was in Iraq, when he was doing his tour in Iraq. So um, based on that, they kind of let him go. Um, so fast forward, that happened in 2008, fast forward to 2018. He re he likes to go to Russia. He had been to Russia quite a few times. He spent a lot of vacations there. It was also said or known that he had a Russian social media, whatever the Russian social media platform that they have there. He had one there. Um, but he had went there on vacation uh, because one of his friends were getting married to a Russian woman and he uh, went there to kind of help him. And while he was there, supposedly his friend gave him a thumb drive, which he thought at the time where he was under the impression that these were pictures of um, just family pictures and photos of different things but obviously it came to be found out that this was actually Russian information that he was not supposed to have and it's also said that he had information in his hotel room um Putin says that he was caught red-handed and that he has to pay for the time now he says now that's what that's what he went to jail for that's why he was that's why he was detained and that's why he is um, in prison in Russia because of this information that the Russian government says that they have. Now, he says that he didn't do it, that it was a setup and that why would he have a thumb drive when we're living in a digital age? Why would he have that information just on him like that? And the information that was found in his hotel room 
was planted. Um, that's what he says now. And, and during the time that he was getting sentenced back in 2020. So the man got, the man was caught in 2018. He, he spent two years in prison before he even got sentenced, which I'm really worried that this is going to happen to Miss Gardner. But, um, I don't even know what to really say about her because I mean, really? Um, but the man spent two years in prison. He was sentenced in 2020 with 16 years. And during his sentencing and during the court proceedings, he mentioned, um, that this was a dog and pony show and it for the media and that he wasn't getting any help from the government. I don't know how much of that is true. Um, I don't know what he what he meant by that. Actually, I don't know if he was talking about it's a dog and pony show, being that this is not really he didn't do the crime. They set him up or if he's talking about this whole the whole proceeding was a dog and pony just for the media that he's not getting help that they're just doing this to make it seem like they're doing something but he's I don't know what he was saying that in regards to um and obviously I can't go ask the man so the the reason why I'm bringing this up is because the media has given a lot a lot of clout to Miss Gardner but they have not given any, 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 any to Mr. Whalen. Um, he, rather he is a spy. Let's, let's go with it. He's a spy. He lying. He, you know, he lying. He, he's a spy. Why are we not helping him if he was helping us? Okay. So let's say he is telling the truth and he doesn't supposed to be there and he was set up. Okay, the government should know that, right? Um, they should know where all their operatives are. They should know what's going on. So why aren't they helping him? And if I was in his shoes, I would be like, man, y'all forgot about me. Y'all, I didn't even do this. I wasn't, I'm not even supposed to be in here. Why y'all not helping me? So that's why his story was so intriguing to me. Now, recently he was able to get a phone call. So when he got sentenced in 2018 and he recently got a phone call, was able to make a phone call on October 12th, um, 2021. I'm sorry, 22. I'm sorry. He was, it was 22. He was able to make a phone call on October 12th. So that's two years later. It's been two years later that this man is just now being able to make a phone call to his parents. And his brother is really, he has a twin brother. And his brother is um, usually the one that is doing all of these interviews and stuff. Um, But the Biden administration has made an offer for his release saying that they will switch prisoners for they'll swap prisoners for both um him and Miss Gardner. I don't know. 
I don't know how I feel about Miss Gardner being being the priority. I feel like Mr. Whalen needs to be the priority because homeboy is over there. Whether you think he's a spy or not a spy, he over there and he didn't do he 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 wasn't supposed to be in this predicament. And we need to figure out how to get him released. But we're not. We're not talking about that. And I think that's what we need to be. Not to say that Ms. Gardner does not. Her situation needs to be put to the, to the side or her situation has no clout. I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about one, we definitely need to talk about the other. And if we're going to put on merit on who needs to come out first based on the crime that they committed... I'm going to say that she went over there with the intentions. He went over there with no intention. And if he did go over there with the intentions of, he did it for our, our favor. And so we need to do everything that we can to try to get him out also. And so I'm going to leave it like that. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Maybe I'll read it into this too much. Maybe not. But I'm just happy to draw some awareness to the fact that we have actually two people in Russia that needs our help, not just one. Kanye West. Do I have to say more? Because he's been making headlines consistently these past few weeks so this all started when he did the white lives matter shirt during his fashion show in paris and didn't give really an explanation on what he meant by that where he was going with that or anything within the black communities well some within the black community felt as if he was dissing black people that he had nothing to do with black people and that he was making a mockery of um, the black culture then he went on to tucker carson's uh show and that's with fox for um most if for those that do not know, but he went on Tucker Carson and he talked about uh, things like the Kardashians, his uh, relationship with Kim and them going through their divorce, his kids. He even talked about the White Lives Matter shirt, which um, what he basically said about that is on the Tucker Carlson show is that um, he put White Lives Matter on a shirt because... It's obvious that they do. Um, this made the black community more upset and didn't really he didn't really give an explanation as to why he was saying that in relations to Black Lives Matter. Because he could have easily put Black Lives Matter on a shirt, but he decided to put White Lives. He could have even put Asian Lives Matter for that matter, but he did not. But he didn't give really any other explanation other than that while he was on the Tucker Carlson show. On the Tucker Carlson show, show um, 
He talked about uh, President Trump and his relationship with President Trump. He talked about um, Ivanka Trump. And he talked about uh, quite a few other things while he was on there and where he thinks America is going overall. And I found the the interview to be very um, intriguing. I I actually... um, didn't find too much of what he said to offend me personally. Um, I did think that he was holding back. And because I felt I felt as if he was holding back, I said I thought that there should have been more that needed to be said. But you can even tell throughout that whole interview that he was holding back. He was always saying, am I going too far? Am I saying this? You know, he was almost like he was censoring himself because he knew his audience. Um, so I with that being said, I always kind of like at the end of I'm like, oh, that it gave it gave me a little bit more understanding of who Kanye was. He went into um, people always saying that he's crazy and things of that nature. Um, it, it it gave me a little bit more of who Kanye West was and where his frame of mind was or is currently. However, I did want to hear more from him. I honestly did. I wanted to hear more from him. And lo and behold, he does an interview um, with Drink Champs. And I got to hear that interview. Now, the interview was taken down um, after a couple of days, but I was blessed enough to go ahead and hear that interview. The interview was three hours and 30 minutes long. So of course I would not be able to get into everything that was said on that interview. And honestly, the interview is one of those kind of interviews that you really need to listen to yourself to fully get the gist of it. And it's not an interview that you need to listen to maybe five or 10 minutes or even a clip of, because there is so much that happens in that interview interview that um you, you will take away from one thing if you don't listen to it all you really would but he in that interview he went over the whole white lives matter thing and he basically said he wore the shirt to start a conversation he wanted to start the conversation because um he doesn't feel as if we should be prejudiced against whites because of, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, and I I'm, I may even be using out of content a little bit, but basically he was saying that he doesn't want white lives to be downgraded. Not to say that black lives don't matter, and he he said that clearly. It was one part in the interview that he said that so clear as day, and they was like, um. Nor was like, oh yeah, that's the that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to hear, man. Because everybody thinking that you don't think Black Lives Matter. He's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that we need to not be so harsh on whites that we are now treating them the way that they treated us. And he he they said that he said a lot of um anti-Semitic things in that um interview. Um, towards Jews and at one point in the beginning of the interview I 
I felt the same way, you know, but as the interview went on and you listened to everything that he was saying, he was saying, hold up. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that because I am a Jew too. myself. We are a different um, skin tone of Jew, but a different tribe of Jew. But we are all I'm Jew, too. Like I, I consider myself to be a Jew. Now, this is what Kanye West saying now. And he. But what he went on to say about it is that there have been a lot of people in the Jewish community that have been behind some of the the media, the entertainment, and some of these business deals that have um, censored and and basically uh, basically crushed the spirit or did bad, dirty, bad deals within the black community. And every time someone rises up to say something about it, um, they try to make it seem like, no, 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 no. You're saying something against Jews. You can't say nothing against Jews. But at and the whole time, these are Jewish people that are doing crimes against black people that's what he was saying now whether i agree with that totally or don't agree with that that's how he feels me personally i feel like there may have been a group of jews that had these businesses and done these bad deals but he kind of clustered them all together he even went on to say in um the interview that he wanted um a Jewish daughter to ask her dad, hey, why Kanye is so mad at our people? Um, we should talk to him, you know. Why is he so mad at our people? What did we do to him? Uh, he wanted to have that conversation almost kind of like the conversation that Black Lives Matters did. Black Life, Lives Matter did with white people. Like the conversation was now open. What did white people do so bad to black people? He kind of wanted to do the same thing with the Jewish people. And that's why he was pressing so hard on that. Now, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more that was said in that interview. And again, I cannot go over it all because it was a three hour and 30 minutes. He went over how he felt like the culture had dissed him, um, during, especially during his time with his divorce with um, Kim Kardashian and them hiding his child from him, that he didn't get any support from the culture and black people and uh he also talked about running for president which was like I know he has said that in, in the past and he hinted towards it even in the um Tucker Carlson interview but he really kind of like said it but not said it but said it in this um interview with drink champs now well, how do I feel about that? How do I feel about him running for president? I don't have no problem with him running for president. That's his business. He want to run for president. He want to spend his money. He want to do his thing. That's him. I ain't got nothing to say about that. Um, I'm not sure if he would get my vote, though. I think he's not as polished as I would want him to be. I think that he still has a lot to do within our community. And when I say our community, I mean the black community. And I don't think I'm ready for him to be president right now. But that's just my thoughts. I mean, it could change later on or whatnot. Do I necessarily think Kanye West is um, losing his mind? Nah, I don't think he's losing his mind. What I think he is is an angry black man. And an angry black man 
is trying to um, make things better within our community and maybe not going about it the best way. Um, that's how I feel about it. Uh, he made, he also went over his tweets about the DEFCON 3 um, that a lot of people were saying was anti-Semitic also. And he went over that in this um, Drink Tramps interview, basically saying that he was upset, you know, it wasn't anything against particularly a Jew or anything like that. And he made that. I mean, he said that so many times that he loved the Jews. That he's down with the Jews. He considered himself a Jew. But it's just some things that these groups of people have done and that he just don't agree with. And at that time when he did that tweet, he he didn't mean for it to come out the way that it did. But he was basically upset. And a lot of people didn't understand what um, DEFCON 3 means. And he went over that, explaining that it's, it means for you to protect yourself. And if you look up the definition of it, he is absolutely right. And people was like saying, that's like nuclear. No, no, no. He said three. He said three. DEFCON 1 is like nuclear. But I ain't finna get into all of that. You can look that up on your own but that's what he was that was what he was talking about um on this interview and again i can go over a lot of things that he was talking about and going over and you just really need to see the interview for yourself i do not think he also in this interview said that what the problem he have with the jewish community is that he's jealous of them in the sense of they stick together no matter like if you do something wrong then it it don't matter like we're going to continue to support you and when i come up everybody come up and we don't have that within the black community is what he was saying within the black community there's nothing like that and he's very jealous of that and even do they and they do shady stuff and he wants to shed a light on their little shady on their shadiness so that is Kanye West and in this interview he also talked about the George Floyd and I guess everybody else got upset about the whole George Floyd and which I really don't understand why people got upset and he said that Candace Owens did a documentary and in the documentary it states that he was on fentanyl and that he died from the 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 report that the report that the doctor did once he died um indicated that he had fentanyl in his system and that he had some heart trouble and that the knee of the officer was not necessarily on his neck, but if you look from a different angle, it was actually on his back. Now, and that he died from a drug overdose. That drug overdose could be more of a probable reason for the death. Now, everybody got upset about that. Why y'all upset at Kanye? 
are yay. Why y'all upset at him? He basically is telling you what he saw in a documentary made by somebody else that got receipts for what they talking about. And he's just basically saying that this is what he saw. And when he was bringing that up, he wasn't even bringing that up to debate it. He was bringing that up to talk about something else that happened in while he was there. And uh, someone in the movies or this documentary saying that they looked up to him. And then all of that, you know, then they just talked about that. Why is everybody upset? So I guess the family got upset and now the family wants to sue him because of what he said. Well, I find that to be very strange because in the documentary, now I happen to watch clips of the documentary too. Like, so I'm like, I guess I understand it from all points of view because I have been able to see the documentary. But in the documentary, the um, roommates said that the family ain't never been over to the house since the man died. And they just been collecting money. They ain't came and got none of his stuff. They ain't came and got moved his car. They ain't, they ain't did nada. So all of a sudden now Kanye Young said something that y'all, um, that I broke y'all a little hard. Y'all want to sue the man. Now, he didn't really even say that. Somebody else said that he just said what was said in a video. That's just like me coming to you and telling you what Kanye said in the drink champs. And now y'all mad at me because that's what he said. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at <laughs> be mad at him. And that's how I feel about the whole lawsuit thing. Now, I don't know how it's going to end or anything at the end of the day, but it's a lot and it's a lot and this publicity that he's getting right now is making him more rich if you if you ask me you're talking about the wealthiest black man in america history the richest so yeah he got a lot of money and and i i heard someone say um in regards to the lawsuit is that you know, celebrities can say what they want to say and do what they want to do until they, you hit them where, where their money is. Yeah, I get that. And that's pretty much everybody because you ain't about to be playing with any and everybody money like that. So I, I get that. And then they um, also made a comment about him um, giving um, a scholarship or some money to the daughter of George Floyd so that she can go to school or whatever. And then for him to say what he said, why would they do that? And now they want to sue him. This goes back to the, all of that, all of that just goes back to the same thing that I was saying. He was not saying that the man didn't die from, uh, being killed from being on the, on his neck for nine minutes. He said in the documentary, this is what it was shown. And that doesn't change the fact that he still cares about the little girl. And then this man gave y'all family money and now y'all want to sue him? I feel like y'all could have just 
somehow got in touch with his peoples and said, hey, can we talk to Kanye and let him know that this really hurt me or this this, this don't look good for our family or this is how we took it. After this man gave the daughter millions of dollars, come on now, y'all got to stop this. Y'all got to stop this. This is like... It's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. People are getting too sensitive about things that are just not even needed to be sensitive about. They're not. They're not thinking through the whole, the whole ordeal. After that um, interview, and like I, I can, I'm gonna say it over and over and a thousand times. You, you gotta see the, the you gotta listen to and see the interview yourself make your own judgment don't watch an hour of it don't start it from the middle don't you know don't just watch the whole thing over he does diss a lot of people but my thing is it was dissing like we diss in our culture where we just rag on people where we just you know we just that's what that's what we do and I don't think any of that um, should be taken any kind of way. Now, since then, it has been taken down, and Nora did a a little video and an apology saying he's sorry that he didn't have a more handle or control on the on the interview that he kind of let um, Kanye or Ye he let Ye. Uh, go off the deep end and say some stuff that he really didn't agree with. He could have drawn him back and, and and so forth and so on. I I'm I'm like, why are you apologizing? Like you did. He and he even says that. I did, you know, say it in there, but I, I could have been a little bit better. I could have not been drinking. I could have stayed sober. Who pressure you to do that? Who pressure you into this apology? Because you have you have nothing, no right to say what you could have did better and apologize for it. Like, you make yourself better. Like, if something happened, oh, yeah, I could have did that better or I'll do that better next time. You put that in your Rolodex and you do it better next time. But you ain't have nothing to do with what the other person did and said. You basically held the the interview and whatever that person said is what they said. Like, you ain't you ain't Kanye's daddy, mama, brother, like God. You ain't you can't stop Kanye or Ye. I'm sorry from saying what he wants to say and why you apologize. I don't get it. Um, my if it was me, I would just apologize for having the interview. I'm sorry that this interview, uh, I had this interview with him. Um, next time I think about having him on the show, because he's upsetting y'all so much. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't really, I don't understand why you're apologizing. I, I guess he had, I, I guess he had to say what he had to say so he wouldn't get flack from the community, but... He does the interviews like he does every other interview. He asks the questions. 
he listened. They say what they say, and that's that's it. And the interview was basically taken down, which is a shame. Um, it's a shame because if this is a person that is running for um, president, I want to have that interview in my Rolodex to say, uh, to go back and say, uh, nah, bro, you said da 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 on such and such and such day. Now you're trying to change what you said or what you, you know, what you meant by this. And you can't even do that with this, this interview. Um, which it, it's a lot to this interview that, um, <laughs> it's a lot to this interview. It's a lot to this interview. And, um, he explained a lot of things. He explained the white lives matter. He said he wasn't dissing the black community. He, um, explained the, um, DEFCON 3, which, and he, and he went on the back, he, he said the background of it too, you know, he explained that and he went over the, the tweets that he was sending and the comments he was making that was, um, anti, um, semitic and he explained it a lot throughout the um interview and that's why i say you have to listen to the interview from the beginning to the end because honestly at the beginning of the interview i was thinking now this man lost his mind or not lost his mind but he's saying a lot of heavy stuff about the jews now he need to kind of back up but as the interview went on and as things began to twist and turn i got his point of view Still didn't agree with him, but I got his point of view. Then as the interview went on even further, I got his point of view and I understood what he was saying. And I understood that he wasn't saying anything against them. I I got I got a better understanding of everything and I understood him better and um I can't agree or disagree with him because I'm not in that life. I'm not in that life to say, oh, yeah, 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 Kanye right. Uh, yeah, right. They did do this, this, and that. I can only believe what he is saying. Now, nobody is arguing arguing the point of what he's saying to be actual and factual. They come in and on the fact of the matter of what he's saying to be mean and against a group of people. And racist against a group of people. First of all, if we're going to say it's racist or not, we need to come up with the fact that the matter is it, is it true or not? Is, is, is what he's saying true or not? If it, if it ain't true, then why he's saying it? Then we can possibly get into the idea of maybe he racist. But nobody ain't even brought up the fact that what he's saying is it true? Like, does does the man have receipts? Uh, does is there anybody else to back the story that he's saying? None of that. So I I don't I I don't know I don't know. That's my thoughts on that. However, a couple of days later, um, it was a big announcement that Ye is buying um Pollard. Now, Holler is a conservative social media platform um, similar to Twitter. It's almost like Twitter and Facebook combined. And he is buying that platform. While he was on his Drink Champs interview, he also said that he was going to buy a... Um, 
a bank. And the reason why he said he was going to buy a bank is because Chase Bank had recently said they were not going to do business with him. And he wants to, again, have a way for black people to that have money and to come up and they can be able to do what they want to do without being censored and things of that nature and blase swaze. I feel like he's doing a lot and I feel like he got a lot more that he could do. I think, again, I goes back to what I said earlier. I think he's hurt. I think he's angry. I think he's frustrated. And he even said that in this interview is that even when it came to the DEFCON 3, he didn't mean for it to come out that at that time he was just so angry. And sometimes you just you feel like you got to just punch back <laughs> Um after being punched for so long. Now, he didn't say that like that. I'm saying it like that. But um, that's basically what he was saying. Um, but he bought this social media platform. And many people are saying, so what? He bought a social media platform. Nobody ain't on it anyways. What he going to do with it? Well, I'm just saying, he un- he did a lot thus far. Let's just give the man a chance to see what he does with Pollard. Let's just give him a chance to see if he's going to, uh, what are some of the things that he can do? He hasn't even been able to express himself on what he can do or want to do because there's been so much criticism. Let's just give him a chance and see what happens. And that's all I got to say about Ye West. I, I'm hoping my bro stays strong. I'm hoping that through this all, he can um, continue to make his coins for one, and that they don't, um, they do not cancel him. And I just, I'm wishing him the best. I'm wishing him the best, and that's all I have to say. That's it for your favorite auntie. I'll try to ride by a little bit later this week and holler at y'all. But in the meantime, in the between time, your auntie wants y'all to do something for her. Send a little love. Send a little cheer. Say something kind. You never know what somebody is going through. So spread a little love this week. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and let me know what you're thinking. Love you. God bless.